So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Please be seated. As we're making our way through that list of sins known as the seven deadly sins, we come to the sin of wrath today. Uh, Understand that wrath is not always a sin. This is evident when we consider that God himself exhibits wrath. For example, in warning the Israelites not to be disobedient to the Lord, Moses said to them in Deuteronomy 9 verse 7, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. Uh, Psalm 78, verse 31, recounting the manner in which God dealt with the Israelites, says the wrath of God came against them and slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. And John 3, verse 36 tells us that he who believes in the Son has everlasting life and he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Wrath is defined as strong, vengeful anger or indignation. It typically manifests itself in fury, and when properly exercised, it's retributory punishment for an offense or a crime. And that's exactly how we see God exercising his wrath, right? He punishes sin with his wrath. He unleashes his fury upon unrepentant sinners, Joshua warned the Israelites, when you have transgressed the covenant of, your, of the Lord your God and have gone and served other gods and bowed down, to, bowed down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you shall perish quickly from the good land in which he has given you. And what we need to understand is that wrath and anger, and I'm using those terms synonymously, wrath, anger, same thing, uh, at least in the context of what I'm talking about this morning, when what, we, what we need to understand is that wrath and anger uh, are always destructive. Wrath and anger are always destructive. And that's what God intended anger to do, to destroy things. The Lord has created us with the capacity to experience this strong emotion of anger so that we can be moved to destroy evil and wickedness in its proper way and in the proper time. So that we can be moved to destroy wickedness in the proper way and at the proper time. For example, Jesus was righteously moved to destroy the sinful operations of the money changers in the temple. The temple was supposed to be a house of prayer, but they had turned it into a den of thieves. So moved by righteous anger, Jesus disrupted their wicked enterprise. He fashioned a whip, he turned over the money changers' tables, he poured out their money, and he drove them out of the temple. John 2.17 says that when Jesus' disciples witnessed him doing this, they remembered that Psalm 69 verse 9 says, zeal for your house has eaten me up. And this is informative. This is informative to our understanding of what righteous anger is and how it operates. This tells us that righteous anger is motivated by zeal 
zeal for the truth of God. Righteous anger, therefore, is never out of control. When Jesus was cleansing the temple, he was not so irate that he had lost his mind. He was not so overtaken by indignation that he was out of control. He wasn't flying off the handle, impulsively doing whatever he felt in the moment. No, Jesus was in control of his words, in control of his actions, and he was properly motivated by the zeal for his father's house, a zeal that had, had, had come upon him in such a way that he fulfilled the words of Psalm 69.9, the zeal for your house has eaten me up. It was compelling. So when James tells us to be slow to wrath, he's telling us to be careful not to allow this powerful and destructive emotion to be unleashed in improper and sinful ways. James is commanding the same thing that Paul commanded in Ephesians 4.26, which says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give place to the devil. It surprises some people to read in the scriptures that we're supposed to be angry. But when we understand that God has given us this this powerful emotion to destroy wickedness and evil, it's really not that surprising. You should be righteously angry when you see injustice being performed. You should be righteously angry when you learn of children being abused. You should be righteously angry when you know that our state government is sponsoring the murder of babies in the womb. You should be righteously angry when you see judges refusing to prosecute criminals. And you should be righteously angry when you see and learn of people being trafficked and enslaved to their captors. But your response of anger needs to be controlled. You, you must respond righteously within the perimeters of God's law. You cannot fly off the handle. You cannot act impulsively, doing whatever comes to your mind in the moment. Impulsive, uncontrolled anger is a sin. And hear this very clearly, brothers and sisters. Impulsive and uncontrolled anger is a sin. This is why the scriptures contain so many warnings against sinning when you're angry. In Galatians 5, the apostle Paul was listing some of the most obvious works of the flesh, and he includes outbursts of wrath in verse 20. Outbursts of wrath. In Second Corinthians 12, Paul is rebuking the Corinthians for their carnal behavior, and he includes, once again, outbursts of wrath in verse 20. Outbursts of wrath is the exact opposite of being slow to anger. Being slow to anger is controlled, it's deliberate, it's contemplative. It takes the time to assess whether the anger is righteously motivated by zeal for God's truth, and then it responds within the boundaries of God's law. Not so with outbursts of wrath. Outbursts of wrath are impulsive. They're spontaneous and uncontrolled, and they're always motivated by a selfish ambition to protect or to secure something for yourself. Have you ever known a person who's quick-tempered? 
Have you ever spent time around somebody who flies off the handle for the tiniest things? You know that sinful anger has a stronghold in that person's life when, you experience, when your experience has taught you that you cannot talk to that person about certain things, or you cannot express disagreement with that person, or you always have to do what they want you to do, because if you don't, you, they will erupt in a fury of angry, anger. You will experience their wrath. The reason outbursts of wrath are so damaging to human relationships is because wrath has been designed by God to be destructive. That's the very nature of it. It is destructive. And that's what it's intended to do. It's to, it's, but, but it's intended to destroy evil, to destroy wickedness. But when this destructive force is unleashed in sinful ways, it destroys people. It destroys relationships, people and relationships that God did not intend for you to destroy. Think of it this way. Wrath is like a gun. Guns are destructive. They are very effective at killing people and animals. Yet guns are beneficial when they're properly used. The police use guns to suppress criminal activity. Homeowners use guns to protect themselves from intruders. Hunters use guns to put food on their tables. But when guns are used carelessly, they can do serious harm to people. And when guns are used intentionally for sinful purposes, they can do even greater harm. So brothers and sisters, when you are careless with your anger, you harm people. Uh, the, The words that fly out of your mouth are like bullets penetrating the hearts of your victims. The things you throw and smash Not only do those things get damaged, but you can physically injure the people that you're supposed to be loving. And your uncontrolled, irrational behavior can have long-term consequences on your marriage, on your relationship with your children, on your employment. You may even get arrested for what you do in your anger. And if you intentionally use outbursts of wrath as a weapon to control and manipulate people, to make them walk on eggshells around you, to make them do the things you want them to do, then this is a woeful abuse of the powerful emotion the Lord has given to you for destroying evil and wickedness. You have intentionally taken what the Lord has intended to be used against evil and used it against your spouse, your children, your employer, or some other person that shouldn't be experiencing your destructive, sinful wrath. Be slow to wrath, brothers and sisters. Be slow to wrath. For the spontaneous and out-of-control wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, if the Holy Spirit has convicted your heart of the sin of unrighteous anger or if he has borne witness to you of any other sin, remember that God pardons and forgives all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And repentance includes confession, and so we confess our sins to the Lord.